Peace be upon you. If you ask the average person, what would society revert to if the worship of God alone was removed from that society? Most people would assume that what would fill that void would be atheism, the disbelief in God, the disbelief in an omnipotent, omniscient creator. But what we actually find is that if you remove God with a capital G from society, what fills that gap is not atheism, the disbelief in God. It's actually the belief in multiple gods, gods with a lowercase g. And if you look at the statement, uh, the proclamation of faith in monotheism, that there is no other God with a lowercase g except God with a capital G. Uh, that if you remove Allah, God with a capital G, from this statement, what you're actually left with is not, again, disbelief. You're left with polytheism, the belief in multiple gods. And this revelation has been a major shock to the militant atheists who have taken center stage in the last decade. If you look at some of the most prolific thought leaders, authors, and voices in society in the last 10 years, many of these come from this militant atheist, like Christopher Hitchens, who wrote God is Not Great, or Richard Dawkins, the author of The God Delusion, as well as Sam Harris, Daniel Dennett, who along with Hitchens and Dawkins wrote The Four Horsemen, the conversation that sparked an atheist revolution. These individuals and a number of other influential figures made it their life's mission to promulgate society into full-fledged embrace of atheism. They made the discussion of God and religion in public spaces taboo, labeling it as unscientific, as a form of antiquated thinking that humans must evolve out of. The irony is that in their attempt to eradicate religion from society, all they've done is created their own secular religion. They thought that just because they removed God from the picture, that this means that they rid themselves of religion and worship. And we see that this is a false narrative. In Surah 109 of the Quran, is entitled, uh, The Disbelievers, and it reads, O you disbelievers, I do not worship what you worship, nor do you worship what I worship, nor will I ever worship what you worship, nor will you ever worship what I worship. To you is your religion, and to me is my religion. And this signifies that even the disbeliever, even the individual who denounces God, is still serving as a form of worship and is also has a religion, a set of laws that they choose to live by. So instead of worshiping and serving and following the laws of the creator of the universe, they've set themselves up as idols next to God. In Surah 25, verse 43, it reads, Have you seen the one whose God is his own ego? Will you be his advocate? And in Surah 45, verse 23, it reads, Have you noted the one whose God is his ego? Consequently, God sends him astray despite his knowledge, seals his hearing and his mind, and places a veil on his eyes. Who then can guide him after such a decision by God would you not take heed? These individuals, in their attempt to try to remove God from society, have only propped up themselves as a God next to God. One thing that was interesting was uh, I heard Hitchens realize when people were asking him to be their wedding officiate, that he was putting himself in this position of a clergy, of some sort of spokesman for this new atheistic faith. What these militant atheists didn't realize is that everyone worships, everyone follows some religion. The fact that everyone worships, everyone serves some greater cause, be it themselves or some other entity, is as true for every human being as the fact that we breathe, eat, and sleep. In Surah 51, verse 56 through 58, it reads, I did not create the jinns and the humans except to worship me alone. 
I need no provisions from them, nor do I need them to feed me. God is the provider, the possessor of all power, the supreme. So God is informing us that the purpose of creating the jinns and the humans was to worship God alone. Now God gave us this ability to worship, and we can either apply it towards God, Lord of the universe, or towards some other entity. That choice is up to us. And which one we choose is going to determine our end destiny. In Surah 95, verse 4 through 6, it reads, We created the man in the best design. Then turn him into the lowliest of the lowly. Except those who believe and lead a righteous life, they receive a reward that is well deserved. This expression, we created man in the best design. This isn't the design as in our physical form. This is more of like the design as in a model employee. Meaning that the human being, again, was created to be able to worship God alone on its own volition. But if we use this in the wrong way, to denounce God, to worship some other entity, then we turn to the lowliest of the lowly. And this is what these prominent atheists fail to understand, is that again, the human being was designed to worship. The human being was designed to have a religion. And it was fascinating to see how blind these proponents of atheism were when they thought that society would enter into some sort of utopia when they remove God from that society, rather than the train wreck that we're seeing today. When these individuals were asked what society should replace God with after embracing atheism, they scoffed at such questions. And after failing to acknowledge the depth of the question, they eventually came up with a response of equating such questions to someone asking, what should a patient replace their cancer with after having it removed? Equating God and religion to cancer, thinking that we have no need for this, no benefit from this. And it reads in Surah 3 verse 25, How will it be for them when we summon them on the inevitable day? Each soul will be paid for whatever it earned without the least injustice. Can you imagine standing in front of your Creator if this was your testimony? What shame and misery is due for these people who made such claims? The arrogance of such people was not a surprise, but what was a surprise was their lack of foresight to the ramifications of what they were propagating. Since the atheist ideology has infiltrated into all facets of mainstream institutions, we are not seeing people act less religious, but they're actually becoming more fanatics in this new forms of religion that they're propagating. And it's manifesting itself in all kinds of weird extremism. When people do not believe in something, they will fall for anything. And it's interesting seeing how passionate people turn the latest cause, the latest thing into their religion. Be it COVID-19 with the way you're supposed to conduct yourself and the mask you're supposed to wear and six feet apart and all this nonsense, or the BLM movement and silence is violence and everything is systematically racist, or COVID vaccines that if you, you don't have this vaccine, you're not protected, or celebrity drama, or this whole LGBTQ craze with transgenderism, and now the latest with Ukraine, and then coming up next is going to be abortion and infanticide. It just shows that whatever is the latest thing, these people who are yearning for some religion, some form of worship, gravitate towards this. They make it part of their profile pics in social media to show that they have solidarity for whatever the latest cause is. And what they're actually showing is that they have no foundation. They're literally jumping from the latest thing to the next thing without any understanding. These latest causes 
form these groups' identities and become their religion of the masses with their own rituals, doctrine, prohibitions, and clergy. And these are all just different manifestations of polytheism. In Surah 7, verse 179, it reads, We have committed to hell multitudes of jinns and humans. They have minds with which they do not understand, eyes with which they do not see, and ears with which they do not hear. They are like animals. No, they are far worse. They are totally unaware. The fact that people can be molded and shaped into these new religions, whatever the latest fad is, shows the lack of foundation that they have, but it also shows the yearning one has for structure, for religion, for the worship of God alone. In this world, the choice is binary. Either we worship God alone as monotheists, or we set up partners next to God in the form of polytheism. In Surah 36, verse 60 through 62, we read, Did I not covenant with you, O children of Adam, that you shall not worship the devil, that he is your most ardent enemy, and that you shall worship me alone? This is the right path. He has misled multitudes of you. Did you not possess any understanding? The purpose in this world is to decide, do we follow the path of God and the worship of God alone, or do we set up idols next to God? The second we start setting up sources next to God to think that these are going to guide us in the right path, that these latest causes are what we need to, to live and die for, then we're no longer serving God our Creator. Satan's objective in this world is to push as many people as he can into polytheism. He does this through deception or coercion. And the second someone buys into the lies of Satan, they have become a polytheist, choosing Satan's point of view over what God says. In Surah 7, verse 17, it says, I will come to them, and this is Satan uh, saying this, I will come to them from before them and from behind them and from their right and from their left, and you will find that most of them are unappreciative. So when the atheist thought society was entering into an era of godlessness, it ended up that society was actually entering the era of polytheism, where everyone now has their own gods. If there's only one god, then there's only one ultimate lawgiver. If there's multiple gods, then there are multiple lawgivers, and this undoubtedly leads to chaos and corruption as we're seeing today. In Surah 8 verse 73 it reads, those who disbelieve are allies of one another. Unless you keep these commandments, there will be chaos on earth and terrible corruption. If there's multiple lawgivers, multiple people telling you what the truth actually is that can contradict one another, this leads to chaos and corruption. In Surah 23 verse 71, it reads, Indeed, if the truth conformed to their wishes, there would be chaos in the heavens and the earth. Everything in them would be corrupted. We have given them their proof, but they are disregarding their proof. God should be our only God. That's a fact. We should not have any other gods with a lowercase g next to that of God with a capital G. In Surah 21 verse 22 it reads, If there were in them, in the heavens and the earth, other gods beside God, there would be chaos. Glory be to God. The Lord with absolute authority is high above their claims. God tells us in the Quran that the religion, our deen, has to be dedicated 100% to God alone. That the second we turn to any other idols, thinking that they can harm or benefit us, thinking that they have sources of truth that can contradict what God, Lord of the universe, says, then in essence we're setting up an entity next to God. In Surah 39 verse 3 it reads, Absolutely, the religion, the deen, shall be devoted to God alone. Those who set up idols beside him say we idolize them only to bring us closer to God, for they are in a better position. God will judge them regarding their disputes. God does not guide such liars, disbelievers.
In Surah 37 verse 74 it reads, Only God's servants who are absolutely devoted to God alone are saved. Our devotion cannot be split up. Either we follow what God says in the Quran and we follow His commandments alone, or we're setting up idols next to God. The second you remove God from this picture and you start following additional sources, other sources of truth that contradict what God says in the Quran, therefore we're going to fall into the path of polytheism. And this is the inevitable outcome of every society that abandons God. Rather than going into disbelief, the disbelief in God, all they do is they set up other gods beside God. God willing, we're going to end there. If you guys got comments or questions, please join us on our Discord community group. You can find the invite link below. If you want to follow the verses of the Quran, you can go to the Quran Study app on the iOS app store. And if you don't have an iOS device, you can go to QuranStudyApp.com website. And if you're looking for more information, you can go to ChronicLabs.com website. And until next time, peace and God bless.